Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing looking in the last part of the book of Ezra as to uh, how you pray for a nation. And what you see in all three of these examples, Daniel 9, Nehemiah 9, and Ezra 9, is that it's not just good enough to pray. <laughs> that sounds nearly sacrilegious, doesn't it? You know, a lot of times I think that we sit there and we'll say, oh, I prayed over that, I prayed over that. Yeah, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for you. I, I saw it yesterday, there was a matter, I don't remember what it was, that came up, and these various people said, oh, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for you now, I'm praying and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I know several of these folks right here, and I don't believe for a moment that you're actually praying. Not from the point of view of interceding for the welfare and what God wants for that individual. I believe you're praying, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G. You're praying upon the people, okay, but not really praying for them. We, we say it so flippantly. Uh, what happens here in Ezra is that they prayed, okay? Ezra came and interceded for the people, and he was confessing his sin. That's what the whole thing was. Uh, Shechaniah comes along and says, here's what we need to do. Ezra, it's your responsibility. This is your matter. We'll be with you. You be courageous, and you act. And they did, and they came along and made a proclamation. Everybody needs to gather together in three days, okay? or you're going to lose everything. You'll be exiled from the people, and you're going to forfeit all your possessions. And so they did, and they gathered together over those next three days, and it was raining, and it was a heavy rain, as we saw in the previous episode. And the people sat in the assembly, and they stood in the assembly, okay? And it says they sat in the open square there, trembling because of this matter and the heavy rain. Now, verse 10, we pick up. Then Ezra, the priest, stood up and said to them, you have been unfaithful and have married foreign wives, adding to the guilt of Israel. Now, therefore, make confession to the Lord God of your fathers and do his will and separate yourselves from the peoples of the land and from the foreign wives. That's it. Okay. It winds up being two sentences, two verses. He doesn't get up with a long 45-minute diatribe and all this kind of stuff. No, no, no. He just gets up and declares. His heart had been broken. He confessed it to the Lord, and now he declares it to the people. So it says, Ezra the priest. Remember, he's a priest. He says, you've been unfaithful. How have they been unfaithful? You've married foreign wives. And this is added to the guilt of Israel. Well, what can we do since we've done this? You need to confess to the Lord God, your fathers. Confess. And then you need to do his will. Well, what's his will? He tells us, separate yourself from the peoples of the land and from the foreign wives. The Lord had told him that before. The Lord has told us that. He says, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Okay? We are not to live in the manner and the style of the world. We are not to come along as the body of Christ. Oh, yeah, I believe, I believe, I believe. Then live any way we want to and live as the world lives. We're not to do that. And so I think this is really a sort of a profound word here for us folks, okay? Because we have been unfaithful. We have tired ourselves to foreign things. We have added to our guilt. 
So what do we do? We need to confess to the Lord that we've done this, and we need to do what he has called us to do. So what was the response of the people? Well, verse 12 of Esther 10 tells us, Then all the assembly replied with a loud voice, That's right, as you've said, so it is our duty to do. So they shouted forth, all the people, and they said, you're right, you're right. That's what we're supposed to do. But then you get a yeah, but. <laughs> you, know, you know, those. Uh, you know, somebody says, that's it, that's correct, that's right. Yeah, but, you know, or the whatabouts, okay. But there are many people. It is the rainy season, and we're not able to stand in the open. Nor can the task be done in one or two days, for we transgress greatly in this matter. So the people themselves are shouting out, saying, you're right, you're right. But there's a lot of folks that have done this, and we're not going to be able to stand out here as each one confesses and comes forward and does these things. It's going to take a while for this to happen. Well, that gives us some insight to the depth of this sin, right? So here's what the people are saying. The people are, are, are shouting this forth. Verse 14. Let our leaders represent the whole assembly and let all those in our cities who have married foreign wives come at appointed times together with the elders and judges of each city until the fierce anger of our Lord on the count of this matter is turned away from us. So the people again, and you see this whole thing, you see this a lot in the New Testament, the Old Testament too, how the leaders and the people work hand in glove together. This whole mindset that we have so often that we've got one person who's the, the cast of vision of the church, the one person who's to know everything that's going on, the one person that coordinates everything, the one that's looked upon as being the leader, that, that's not anywhere near biblical. Nowhere near. What you see, particularly for the body of Christ, biblically, is a plurality of leadership. Okay, you see a plurality of leadership whose goal and purpose is the equipment of the saints. And that, that's what you see, but we don't see that too often today. But I digress a little, a little bit here, okay? <laughs> so he says, we, we've done this. So may the Lord's anger be turned away. There were a couple who didn't want to do this. Only Jonathan, the son of Azahel, and Jehaziel, the son of Tikvah, opposed this, with Meshulam and Sabbathai, the Levite, supporting them. Some didn't want to do it, but the exiles did so. Verse 16 tells us, the exiles did this. And Ezra the priest selected men who were heads of fathers' households for each of the fathers' households, all of them by name. So they convened on the first day of the tenth month to investigate the matter. So you remember, uh, they were gathered together that third day, I think was the twentieth day of the ninth month. So about ten days later, because the Hebrew month is thirty days, ten days later, they gathered together. Well, well, let me see here, though. It says on the first day, yeah, the first day of the tenth month to investigate the, that matter. So it was ten days later. They gather together. They start looking at it. Verse 17. They finished investigating all the men who had married foreign wives by the first day of the first month. Well, how many days are there in a year? I mean, how many months in a year? Well, there's 12 months, right? And then they added the month every now and then just to keep, the, keep it from snowing in July. I mean, with the Hebrew count. So they took a couple of months. It took a couple of months to investigate all this. A couple of months. So that tells you there's a lot. Just in case you don't know, the balance of the book of Ezra, the balance of this 10th chapter, delineates by name uh, the men who had done this. Okay, Verse 18 says this, Among the sons of the priest 
who had married foreign wives, <coughs> were found the sons of Jeshua, the son of Josazak, and his brother Masai, and Eleazar, and Jerob, and Gedaliah. That's the sons of the priest. And then verse 19 tells us what happened. They pledged to put away their wives, and being guilty, they offered a ram of the flock for their offense. And then verses 20 through, uh, my goodness, 44 through the end of the book is a list of names of those that had done likewise, that had married foreign wives. The last verse actually says, all these had married foreign wives, and some of them had wives by whom they had children. That tells us this would have been a very emotional thing. This would have been a very hard thing. But they placed to do it. They made an oath before the Lord to follow his ways, and they did it. They put away their wives, and since they were guilty, they offered a ram of the flock for their offense. They were faithful, and they were obedient to God. I'll tell you, folks, there's some pictures right here for us to see for how we need to live before the Lord, even as the body of Christ in the new covenant, that we need to be faithful, how leadership needs to lead, how leadership needs to lead by example. See, some of the leadership right here had led by the wrong example, but then they repented and confessed by example, how we need to lead by example, how leadership needs to stand up and profess the truth and say, this is what we need to do. And then how the body of Christ needs to respond. Ezra chapter 9, chapter 10. Go check it out. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. As I mentioned in a previous episode, if the Lord moves upon your heart to support these times, then go to my webpage, dalemore.tv, and there's a place at the top of the first page right there where you can help. And I thank you so much. See you in the next episode.